0: And if you think, think about then, it, if Ric Flair would have joined the York line. Foundation, his, his actual name would have been his real name of Richard Flair. <laughs> <laughs> and he was already
1: dressed, right? He dressed in yeah. the nines already, so he would have been perfect. What's
2: what's, what's long for Arn? Like Arn? I guess be
0: Ar- Arnold, Arnold Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Arnold, yeah, Arnold
3: Anderson. <laughs> Larry's Lawrence Zabisco. Zabisco.
0: Leonard. <laughs> Leonard Zabisco. Lawrence. Lawrence. Bobby, Lawrence. Been, yeah.
1: Bobby would have been Robert
0: Eaton. Uh, Ice Train oh, would have been Iced Train. <laughs>
3: iced tea train <laughs> Oh,
0: no. Oh, I was trying okay. to think this whole time of Shorter Nav. It's like I couldn't think of like... That was, that was a poor effort.
2: But I'm trying to think of... other Christopher Benoit. Oh, uh, wow.
0: <laughs> what was, Ma- was
3: that dude that... Uh...
0: Stephen Mongoloid <laughs> McMichael. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, uh, hmm. <laughs> what else? Uh, what what was would it, Sting be? What was the rapper dude? What was the rapper of that time? Like, uh, oh, shit. oh, PN what? News? Like, PN News? <laughs> be like Peter? PN Periodical? <laughs> periodical? Periodical? <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
4: right out 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 news. news there
2: it is uh, there it there is Discord.
4: Oh, oh my gosh. god yes this to pay?
0: What's up,
2: guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious, along with Just the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, the Nature Boy Joe, and Cousins Off this week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional <laughs> wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can't someone feed me today's topic? No, David. Second yes. verse, same as the first. You know what I'm
1: saying? Oh, uh, I don't know what that. I don't know what that means. Um, uh, <laughs> We're doing Forgotten
2: Factions Part 2. I thought we were going to talk about 90s rap for a second when he broke that out. Yeah, we can thing. do that. Yeah, we could. You know, <laughs> very poorly, but we could. Uh, so okay. Forgotten Factions, these are always kind of fun. There's some in here that we're going to talk about today that I have not heard of. So I'm pretty excited to hear your insight. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Four
0: Horsemen are kind of... It's a, it's a, it's a yeah, brand it's new term for you. Yeah, never of those
3: guys. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I don't know those guys, but...
1: I mean, spoiler, I'm going to talk about the NWO, and I have no idea. Oh, little known.
2: Yeah, no, they will not be those guys today. We'll get into it in just a second. But first, for audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. Can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at owp 2019 or on Facebook Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast.
1: I think if, if you put like 10 wrestling fans in a room, and you're like, name me your most popular factions, there's definitely two, but possibly three that will come up across the board and nobody else. And that's Four Horsemen, NWO, and maybe Evolution for more modern fans. Evolution,
2: yeah, for me, yeah.
1: For more modern fans. Other than that, I, I I don't think that anybody would think enough or remember in their mind to be like, oh, this faction or whatever. Like, so that's why I wanted to do these these parts, because... Yeah there's a lot of cool like the dangerous alliance on the first one is perfect like they were only around for like my favorite they were barely around one of my favorite you know and it's like so it is easy for people to forget about them but when we say who was in them and you know we know the dangerous alliance as fans we're like fuck yeah but like uh, to the regular fan they'd be like what now what now like yeah steve steve austin was in a faction yeah he was in a faction like it's just kind of crazy like to think about it yeah Arn Anderson was not a horseman all the time. No, there was a time where he wasn't a horseman. What? Like, it's just kind yeah.
2: uh, so I love this stuff because
0: it's Kevin so Sullivan cool. had friends?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into the first one. We're talking about the York Foundation out of WCW. Miss Alexandra York, better known as the lovely Terry Reynolds, mm-hmm. entered WCW near the end of 1990 as the manager and financial analyst, I'm sorry, analyst of Mike Rotunda, better known as who?
3: IRS. There you go. There you BK, go. BK Wall Street.
2: No, I like that. <laughs> That's true. That's also very true. Miss Roke would use her laptop to analyze Wall Street. dad?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Not untrue either. Um.
1: And this, this is our most ambitious project. Right, Miss York?
0: Absolutely.
4: With the money we've invested in technology and information, we have at our disposal a program for each and every WCW wrestler that will enable Mr. Wall Street to achieve victory every time he steps into the ring. For instance, give me an opponent's name.
2: Let's say Lex Luger.
4: Be just a minute. It's perfect, Ms. York. Did you expect anything else? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ms. York would use her laptop to analyze Wall Street's opponents and help them win matches.
0: Rotundo S- left
2: WCW inside I, let, with the, the World Wrestling right, Federation.
0: Dave, I'm just going to stop you right there and just say it, it's ridiculous knowing where technology went to look back. Alexandra York plugging away on a laptop or a big piece of metal to analyze the matches. It's so funny of, of where we've come from.
1: Or well, Craig Craig wasn't ahead of its time because Wi Fi right. could pull out anything right now. She was pulling same thing with Pauly dangerously. you pull out yeah. his fucking cell phone in the middle of an arena like it's on Wi-Fi yeah. now and just talk to people. He'd be talking to people, making deals all the time. He's like, Sal, sell, sell. And like same thing with York. She's like, You you just got taken down by two arm drags. Come here for a minute.
2: Let
3: me t- 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 weekend, I think season,
2: I think this, to this. Our, like, our conversation before the podcast. Pulling started, out, yeah, pulling out
1: seven twelve on him.
3: Yeah. Like Just on a dot matrix, uh, on a portable dot matrix printer. Hold on, it's hold like, on. I've got the, uh, <laughs> I've got the, not, I'm like, like, out everything coming up. I've got, look, listen, look, see it? See, <laughs> it? see the stat? Mm-hmm. Do it. I don't, I don't so know like why, but I is, see Joe is, is having a ton of Foundation,
1: that paper in his house Alexandra somewhere. Alexandra York in specific, did she invent Wi-Fi is my fucking question, because she might have.
0: Like, yeah, um, she definitely yeah.
3: inspired it. If she didn't invent it, she inspired it. I think
0: so. Yeah, Yeah. She raised my tower, my 5G tower.
3: She she, she she raised that a was, lot of people's tower I right, think. Sorry.
1: He raised
2: <laughs> Dustin Rhodes uh, oh. Mike Rotundo you left the WWE signed their... with the World Wrestling Federation where he became a ruthless tax collector known as Irwin Archer. We just talked yeah, about. But he didn't have Irwin goddamn Wi-Fi, Dave, is my point. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how they get you. Uh I think well, what's no, funny about
3: the, about the York Foundation though is that I had no idea at the time. I, I never until I read the notes, I never made the connection that Alexander York and Terry Reynolds was the same person. Yeah, did they, they look like? I don't remember them even no, looking. So yeah, that when she similar. came in as
1: Marlena with gold dust. I yeah, don't, when she, she was Marlena, her, like, she had glasses on. She had her hair up in a bun with uh, uh, as Marlena. Yeah. She had blonde hair. She had no glasses. So yeah, if you yeah, because yeah. I mean, she,
3: she made her debut in what ninety six of uh, as Marlena. Yes, I don't, I don't recall. Uh, you know, with blonde hair and the very she looked completely that's a good different.
0: point i want to say that i was smart enough and i knew at the time but you're absolutely right like there's no I way, yeah, I I really at the time. way i knew there's I no way made, i mean yeah. yeah
3: there was a lot of connections i made you know okay like medusa is a blaze okay and like you know stacy keeper no, that, that connection Stacey wasn't made. And, right. and, you know yeah. so, and so, yeah. and so and so and so so but alexander york and marlena never once that's a very ever good made point, that connection
2: actually. yeah that's that's fair um with no one to manage, Miss York started to scout WCW looking for her next project. During a match between Terry Taylor and Rick Morton, Miss York appeared at ringside, distracted Morton, and allowed Taylor to win the match. Taylor's turn did not come as any surprise as he was mistakenly introduced as the computerized man of the 90s <laughs> uh, before the match.
0: Come on, w- man. W- so WCW. WCW. So he was
1: um, supposed to turn in the match, but the announcer announced him as- <laughs> like, which gave it away. That's great, and it was on probably a syndicated program, so they could have edited yeah. it that shit. But they're like, nah, nah, we don't care. It's a it. no big deal. Nobody, it, nobody will pick it up. It's
0: 1991. Who
3: <laughs> nobody's paying attention. It's just I just,
0: movie. I just, guys, I just want to get away from my gimmick of being a computerized guy of the 90s and away from all that technology. So I'm just gonna, I don't know, be a farm animal like a rooster or
3: something. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Ted. This is, this is post-rooster, though, right? Yeah, this is afterwards. It is post-rooster. It is this post-rooster, post-rooster yeah. 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 Oh, really? It wow. is, yeah. But
2: it's still, Craig, you're spot on. Man.
0: Okay, so make that joke and I'll flip it just around. Like, <laughs>
2: there you go. Got it. I'm, <laughs> Sorry I'm tired of you being a farm animal. Thank, if, you. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. What if I had Wi-Fi? Taylor joined the New York Foundation and insisted on being known as Terrence Taylor from now on and started wearing a business suit. Miss York also added Mr. Hughes as a bodyguard. Uh, next, Miss York would set her sights on Dustin Rhodes, her well, later real-life husband, wanting him to join her foundation. When Dustin Rhodes churned her down, Taylor attacked him. I just him. hear nothing but sexual innuendos when you're saying join foundation <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you wrote it, bro. You wrote this. Um, so I'm sure you figured it out that way. Um, so Taylor attacked Mr. Rhodes, kicking off a long-running feud between Rhodes and the York Foundation. I think it
1: was like two months <clears throat>
2: Yeah. In April and May of 1991, she had Taylor a team with Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco as potential recruits, but they decided to form a tag team called the Enforcers instead of joining the New York Foundation. That's a Actually,
1: badass thing. I, I did not remember that at all. And I find that really fucking interesting because a few months later, they joined the Dangerous Alliance. So in my ah. mind, I'm like, what if that they did? What if Arn and Zabisco and Creative was just like, you know what? Yeah, put her with fucking York and let's try to make this a decent mm-hmm. faction. It's kind of crazy to me, like
2: when I was like, "What the fuck?" Like
1: I don't it was remember close. That at all.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Is the York Foundation or Dangerous Alliance? I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's all right. It's all right there at the same time. Either way, on June twelfth of nineteen ninety one, Ricky Morton joined the group, being renamed Richard Morton. Shortly, and by after. the way,
1: can I make? I know it sounds fucking hilarious, but I just love the simplicity of
3: them, just like elongating just their, first in their names. names. Yeah. Giving them a terrence, I'm no longer Ricky. Richard to, I'm Richard. I'm, yeah, so
1: it's. I think
2: it's there's some genius
1: in that, like to a
2: certain extent. Shortly after, Tommy Rich joined the group, changing his name to oh. Thomas.
3: <laughs> Why was it wasn't Thomas Richard? Oh, I'm not geez. sure. It's no longer Tommy Rich, it's Thomas. It's no Richard. longer Tommy Granny Panny Richard.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's Thomas
3: Granny Panny. Richard. Thomas Granny Panny.
2: As fall turned to winter, the members of the York Foundation were used more as enhancement talent. Until the group disbanded in early 1992, so <laughs> well that was about a, abrupt, year and a little dude. over a year and a half run. Yeah, not bad. Take it. Wow, hey,
3: it's why I mean, they, it's were, they, they were they were throwing factions. shit at a wall and see what's and trying to see what stuck. I and... appreciate it.
1: Yeah. And there's a small people, like, online that I read, too, which inspired me to put York Foundation on here that were like, were they kind of ahead of their time? Like, people are – because a lot of people dive really deep it. in the weeds, by the way. Hardcore wrestling fans that are left nowadays really fucking analyze, like, things from the past. And they're like, was that fucking a genius gimmick or what? Like, just it, the simplicity of changing the names, the the la- Wi-Fi, for fuck's sake, yeah. like, back in 1990 or 91. Fair like, point. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like you know, about, you know what I—I I mean, what to I be also... fair,
3: to to be fair to that point, I would say that your you you know, WCW always had been like a very like Southern, Foundation or you know, Southern yeah, uh, like Southern Federation, Federation, Federation like, like, like that's what their fans like, and and, and, and a lot of wrestlers like that played blue to that, that blue like, collar, I'm, right? Yeah, like blue collar, like I'm Ricky Morton, I'm Tommy Rich, yeah, and and they had the, so so changing that gave them a very much a more. I mean, I actually think the York Foundation is probably like a precursor, a little bit to the Dangerous Alliance. Interesting that we're talking about it, yeah. Just because of they—they they, had like this little bit more of a, if you want to call it like a WWF, like New York, New England style, yeah. where it's like, okay, I'm not, uh, I'm not a, it's a, it's a I'm, I'm better not, uh, than you vibe. Joe. I'm yeah. not like, a, I'm not, I'm not a good old boy. I've got a yeah. suit yeah. and I'm going I'm smart, I'm Tommy like Rich. I'm better. sorry, I'm not, I don't I'm not, own I'm not pants. Bubba. I've no, never no, had a bank I'm
2: account. Tom, I'm Thomas Rich. Bitch. Yeah. I don't own a computer.
0: Um, and yeah. probably none sorry, of them actually a own a check. Like, okay.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have a middle name. I'm not a Rockefeller, okay? I couldn't afford a middle name. Oh, my goodness. Dude, we, we, have Let's couple, move on we have a couple to, we have, we have the more. LWO, more. our
2: Latino World Order. Rodney the L- Piper. The LWO was <laughs> formed in late 1998 after Eddie Guerrero's spat with WCW head Eric Bischoff, a real life conflict that was churned into a storyline. Apologize for not taking the word "spat" out. By the way, my fault. I like spat. They had a little spat. Know, what that. was what was their spat? I mean, do you have any insight uh, on that?
1: Yeah. Yes. So behind the Bischoff gets pissed about it today. So the rumor came out and got into the not dirt a big deal. Then they were fighting and then bischoff threw a cup of a cup of coffee on guerrero because they were fighting about Guerrero was pissed off he was being used or right. was the
2: coffee already cold though i mean that's really important
1: no but it wasn't that what happened was bischoff <laughs> said they were arguing it was a Drink legit argument cup of but he's like i was so pissed at guerrero i took a cup of coffee was on the table and i threw it against the wall and Guerrero was in the room that's all it was so but when people heard shit, it was like oh my god he threw a cup of coffee on eddie guerrero So Eddie Guerrero went uh, out on live on Nitro and Bischoff allowed him to do a skit where he took a cup of coffee and he poured it on himself. And he's like, there, Bischoff, I did it for you.
3: And here, let me save you some time, Eric Bischoff. I'm throwing coffee on myself. As far as I'm concerned, Eric Bischoff, you can take this job and shove it up your you-know-what.
1: Don't look at me. Hi. I, obviously we're not gonna have a match he's got his bag and we have never witnessed anything such as that in the history of this program but like the ridiculous thing was is like think back in 1998 there was very few people first of all internet was in its like infant infancy stage yeah To where like nobody really knew what happened and nobody knew that story so it just kind of was like it fell flat however He formed this group afterwards, which was kind of cool. Eddie Guerrero got his roots here. And you got to figure all the education that that Eddie got here. Uh, Just being on Nitro, being featured on segments, allowing to be out there. Hey, you have a seven-minute segment where you get cut a promo or whatever. And then they do this Mm -hmm. LWO thing, which is a playoff, the NWO. But it was just, again, WWF did the same thing with the whole gang warfare. We had... The uh, what DOA, Los Poriquas, DX, and you had all this stuff like for a while. Like there was a period of wrestling where it like was like nine
3: different factions. Let's make
1: factions and gangs over and over again. Like they did it. And so LWO was, LWO was kind of like a forgotten thing. So read on. Sorry.
2: Yeah, no worries. The group was the idea of Jason Hervey, a friend of Bischoff. Which the is insane. Originally... I didn't even know that. That's crazy. Yeah. That Jason Harvey. who, that who came knew? Right. That. Uh, that stable was originally supposed to revolve around Conan. But it was given to Guerrero after Conan joined the NWO Wolfpack and also because Conan sucks. Um, On October 5th of 1998. Viva La Raza. Whoa, Viva La Raza.
3: Nosotros somos Uh, Vatos Locos forever.
2: Conan sucks. Um, On the October 5th, (laughs) 1998 edition of WCW Monday Nitro, forming the LWO with several other Mexican wrestlers. The group consisted of almost every major Mexican wrestler on the WCW roster, including Psychosis, La Barca, Hector Garza, and Jevazud Guerrera. Psychosis is always just, every time I see his name, I'm like, I get excited. I don't know why. I love Psychosis.
1: So I'm telling you this right now. I can't do nothing by myself. You can't do it for yourself or you, but we can do it together. United! La Raza, man!
2: I'm talking about what we are! We're Latino! I want...
3: You guys should join me, man! LWO! Latino World Order! Together we can do this! We
2: can go against you! You wanna be part of the clan? You wanna be together? Put these on, boys! And follow me! Now, Eric Bischoff, I'm telling you one thing! We are gonna do what it takes
4: To get our piece
2: of the cake! Um, Their main feud lied with Rey Mysterio Jr. After he refused to join the group because Rey Mysterio is just a good solid man. He's not a bad guy. He's never been a bad guy. They also feuded with Billy Kimmon, who is a real life bad guy. uh, Mysterio's on and off American tag team partner. Mysterio was forced to become a member after losing a match to Eddie Guerrero. Chavo Guerrero Jr. attempted to join several times, but uh, Eddie did not like him. Just kidding. I'm not sure why. Um, He did not allow it because Chavo was mentally unstable at the time and carried around a wooden horse named Pepe. I'll never (laughs) forget that. A car accident suffered by Guerrero on January 1st of 99 would help bring a premature end to the LWO. But when you look at that faction, that's a faction. Honestly, that could have been really cool to take on the NWO. There was it, there were some really good. I don't know why there. they never did. On a, on but a like... side
3: note, like I think that the I think that Conan, for all his imperfections, did suck. And I'll, I'll agree with that. <laughs> However, I However, he was agree, still stuck on that when I said that. I twice. will. I will agree. <laughs> I will argue at least that mm. I still love saying to this day, no, "Nosotros somos vatos locos forever." No, you're <laughs> fucking right. By the way, I, I break the, I break that shit out in like yeah. regular everyday conversation. We can say what we want about Conan, but especially
1: when he was with the Wolfpack, he was fucking oh, over they? as fuck. Like he was over. As they loved fuck, him. Conan. They
0: he loved was a movie star. He got, got he wrestled for it.
3: shit. He that had, guy like, sucks like behind the
0: scenes. He brought over like a lot of these guys, and like he did a lot for wrestling. Like
3: yeah. He's an awful, terrible. God, I, I, I love thinking. you I'm saying all but, of this right now. But I, I love so well, horrible. I love the like honestly. But like I love yeah. that I love that I loved it, yeah. I love that image. I love that NWO yeah. thing that he did. I loved all those catchphrases. Yeah. And it, it would actually been cool if he like they had I mean, I think it was better for Eddie in the long run to have led the the LWO, but if they had given it to Conan with with a little because he was coming from with a lot of momentum from from Mexico uh, yeah. from, from from Mexico and he brought all those guys with him. Like That's if funny. he does
1: this with LWO
3: Conan, <clears throat> I would I would and, say and Eddie, doesn't honestly, do anything.
1: Eddie doesn't get that experience. Like I think it worked out perfect that he went with the NWO Conan because he made more sense there. And then Eddie got a chance to do this LWO thing and you can say what you want. Oh it's just a fucking watered down NWO. I'm just gonna I'm gonna
2: go off I'm gonna go on the record real quick and I'm gonna say everything that Conan did with the stereotype is cheap and lame. Um, oh, that's wrestling, it. Dave. That's wrestling. I get it. I get it, but I don't like it. Like um he sucks. Nikolai and Volkov seen in the <laughs> Russian Craig, national anthem would, is cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cheap. It's cheap in KG as well. But here's what I'll say, Craig. You, you I said still Tom Brady. Nikolai's of, version
3: of, of, of the Soviet yeah. national anthem. He's not he's not the,
2: the he's not the Tom Brady. He's not the Tom Brady of Mexican wrestling. He was more like and this sounds really bad to say, it, he's more like the Hogan. I'll sorry now. Hogan. Hogan's a, Hogan's a better wrestler. No, he was. He was the Hulk Hogan of Mexico. But he's the Hulk Hogan of Mexico. I mean that's that's really where it came from. You have to give that respect, but guys, he, I, I I'd say Hogan's a much better wrestler too. I'm I just, concur. Just put that out there if you want to compare it.
3: <laughs> awful.
1: awful. I don't know how Plus the awful. fuck awful. did he dominate the other bureau conversation. I don't know. I don't. You tried doing no. a I mean, forward roll and
0: jumping. up and doing a close line. It's all hard. right. It's, it's really do hard. It tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna I'll put it on tape. Do it tomorrow.
2: So, <laughs> but it, you know, uh,
1: summing all that up, actually, I'm glad that it was the way it happened because yeah, Conan took over Eddie. the LWO, and then Eddie would have never, Eddie wouldn't have joined the Wolfpack. He would never but, would have. But gotten would we a have shot had Latino with Heat
3: without this faction put yeah. together, right? It, 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 I mean, the LWO I think is essentially a precursor to his uh, family values. You know, lie, cheat, and steal. Yeah. Uh, persona that he de- yeah. eventually developed, which yeah, and it's and a great gimmick,
0: great creative. That I want that T-shirt of that image behind Jess. It was really yeah. cool when it came out. It was like, cool.
3: oh. yeah,
2: yeah. It, it, if I want to give Conan any defense at all, we are comparing him to Eddie Guerrero right now, which that's just me, which is not and fair. It, so.
0: And it is – it, mean it, it did ca- cannibalize – It's <laughs> true. It's mean to Eddie. <laughs> I don't know if the cruiserweights were kind of still around or this, but it cannibalized most of the, the best cruiserweights, right? If they can't fight each other and all part of the LWO. Like what, uh, what did they do with each uh, other? This was
1: this was kind – it's funny you say that because 97 – 96, 97 was revered as like the best years for cruiserweights. But yeah, when they kind of quarantined them together in 1998 – it did. It got rough, and then they were also. And trying you saw to-
3: Jericho. You still had Kidman. You still had uh, a few other guys. Yeah, Mysterio,
1: it- you know, too. But like, he was in this
2: feud, you know, with these guys.
1: And a few yeah. of the Japanese guys, but
3: <clears throat>
2: yeah. You still had Benoit. You still have all those guys, right? I think. Who? Yeah. Yeah, they were all still there. Okay. Let's move on to one that's. Um- <laughs> I don't know, it's it is odd. It is the oddities in the WWF. This one, I don't I don't really understand it. I think people on this podcast maybe have a little bit more fondness than I do of it, but yeah, I'm just kind of not around for it. The Jackal formed the group of the Oddities <laughs> in May of nineteen ninety eight and called them the Parade of Human Oddities after the Truth Commission had been disbanded. The group consisted of a freak show of wrestlers, including a masked Golga, whose mask is supposed to hide the bone growth disorder, uh, yet to make him look deformed, who was played by John Tenta. Okay. The deranged <laughs> Luna Vachon, and I, I think she's really crazy in real life. Just, you know, my opinion. The towering Kurgan, who I'm now realizing that Craig uh, took his name from for his wrestling. Day. No,
0: I didn't. I no, no, Really? No, no.
3: no and, Kur- Kurgan is Highlander, from right? Highlander. Yeah, Highlander.
0: So, so we can
3: argue, because Craig, that Craig they stole this stole from you, predates they? this yes, by at correct. least three years. Yeah, so, Craig,
2: this was stolen from you. That, yes. I think, you need, I think there's copyright infringement. We have videotape. I think you can go back to Vince. And
3: that's yes. why I'm doing this, this episode, video. correct. And, you and what, honestly, That's actually, that's actually that you, fucking brilliant. We'll be getting royalties and shit, dude.
0: My. The fact that you would think that if I had a gimmick in high school of a backyard rest, I would steal it from that dude uh, <laughs> is my name. Is it even spelled the exact
2: same way, though? No, or I, I think it had two no, no, R's in no, it. I thought you spelled it with two R's, my bad. You're
1: right, Craig. Dave, we're going to let you go. Yeah, we're going to have to <laughs> shut this down right now. Um, but he did stand we're at
2: right. seven feet tall, and then the even larger uh, giant Silva was part of this faction. On the May 25th, 1990 episode of Monday Night Raw, the stable appeared in a segment with Howard Stern, uh, his show, regulars Hank the Angry Drunken <laughs> Dwarf, and Crackhead Bob. I am You're not the making this way. up.
1: They, they, so basically, really quick, Howard Stern, yeah. I was I was a major fan of Howard Stern back in the nineties and two thousands, and he had a, a thing called the Whack Pack, and he would have guys who had handicaps and girls who had handicaps and shortcomings, and he would give them names, and actually they got famous from it. Like they actually, it would help them earn money. They would go and do appearances and stuff like that. Crackhead Bob and Hank, uh, Hank the angry drunken dwarf, being the two top ones basically. Um, so uh, uh, Russo was a massive Howard Stern fan. So when he started exactly. writing for the WWF, he was like, Why, Why am don't I not we surprised? Do Yeah, why don't we do like this thing where we have like this oddities group and he went to Howard and asked him, hey, can we fucking like have your guys and Howard's like, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um, So like he took, you know, Hank the Anger Drunken Dwarf and Crackhead Bob and used them to launch the oddities off and I forgot that they were heels before and that uh, Jack Mm -hmm. started
3: out as heels, right?
1: Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that when I was making these notes. I only knew them as like the face group, you know, the the fan favorites when yeah. they go out and cheer, dance to the song, and all that stuff. But Dave's gonna like, get I
3: remember, I remember them as the oddities, but I don't remember I re- or I remember the oddities. I don't remember Jackal starting it. I, I don't remember. Either. Yeah, I
1: I, I yeah. totally I didn't even it, it was totally lost yeah.
0: on me when I made the. News. I know uh, a post Insane Clown Posse theme song is the only thing I I know. So, so.
2: yeah, big yes. time. Okay, oh, it can so I just? Good. Can I just say something real ICP quick? Was I quick? The so good. I can be totally wrong about it, but if Russo cooked this up, I, I just have this feeling that this is how Russo feels about the business, and it's just a sea of circus. Bro, yeah, you're, you're, it's you're, just you're, a
0: circus. It's Ballyhoo. Right, it.
2: right. oh, you get swerve. It, it makes me hate oddities. it even more.
0: Bro, oddities. Nine feet tall, 600 pounds. Wear a mask to hide bone foam. Whatever sells the tickets, bro. Bro, that's
4: deep.
2: This is a real event, bro.
0: All of them die in
2: an accident. <laughs> yeah. Put them on a clown car. <laughs> Fucking! I swear to God! I swear he thinks it's a, he thinks it's an actual circus and
3: yeah, but like, but 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 it, but, he, I feel like but he it is a circus. Them. It is a circus, though. I mean, yeah, Even if you, go, he's not wrong. If you, if if you go back and you look at like. Professional wrestling history, what did they do? They oh Andre the Giant, he's seven foot five. Let's put him in. He's not gonna win anything, he's not gonna do it. We just want a big, a big yeah. Giant guy. Yeah, we serve for spectacle. Yeah, it just you just want a spectacle. And they I mean, traveled, like, like the <laughs>
1: phrase traveling circus. Yeah. They traveled. Yeah. I mean, even you tent tent to you it's, to all, Pritch-
3: it's all fair points. You listen to Pritchard's, you listen to a lot of Pritchard's stuff, and what like when they were comparing ticket sales. They wouldn't compare ticket sales to the NFL or to baseball. They compared ticket sales to mm-hmm. uh, Ringling Brothers. Well,
1: yes. And can I say,
3: to you know, sum up so- the Russo
1: thing, because I don't want to go off crazy on Russo because we could talk forever about Russo and how we dislike him. Well, um, i really upset. I think this actually, I, fucking, I defended Conan and I'm going to defend Russo. On this now show. you're going to defend Russo. <laughs> um, like, hell yeah. And the third guy we're going to talk the about later, is do not let me defend him at all. Um, but, uh, so <laughs> this I think is perfect. Like Russo's per- like point, like if you're trying to find a value for Russo, it was this, it's a mid card, lower mid card faction that he puts his like ideas into. He got inspired by Howard Stern's Whack Pack. Okay, great. And the oddities, we're going to talk about it. They were fine for what they were and the way they were used. He's hiding under that shirt.
4: The following tag team contest is scheduled for one fall with a 20 minute time limit. Introducing oh first, accompanied by the Jekyll and his parade Whoa. of human oddities, that's what I said. a whole weight of 709 pounds, the
2: team of Gulga and Ergo. And hey, there's five of them in there.
1: Be- he, he at least yeah. knew the pulse at the time and figured out, like, you know what, Jerry Springer, Howard Stern are huge. Uh, let's yeah. do let's try to bring this in as a it's a lower mid card act and you're going to read about the ICP ICP fits in perfect their theme song is fucking brilliant and awesome yeah. oh, it's awesome so, like, I, I yeah. mean I don't
3: think that, I don't even think that the group goes over as well without the theme song yeah no. and they
1: got there and people every you would go and they're on pay-per-views I'll go back and watch the entire crowd. Is yeah. Standing up and doing their arms. Yeah. It's like, fucking amazing. Like, it's
3: awesome. Oh, it's like, so. I went back when you, when you, when you emailed the topic, I went back and watched uh, a bunch, of, you know, uh, because I was familiar with York, uh, the York Foundation. I was familiar with the other, some of the other groups that uh, were discussing, but the oddities I wasn't familiar with. So I went back and I watched you know, some YouTube clips and those guys were over like Rover. Yeah. It's crazy. Big time. I mean, it was unreal. I mean, I mean, granted, it was, it was that time period where I feel like you could have, you could have had somebody go in the ring shit in a bag and people would have been like, Oh my God, that's amazing. That's fucking brilliant. But this was legit and good crowd work, right? This was this good was, crowd. This work. was good work. Like, yeah. I mean, it was, it, it got the crowd engaged. Yeah. It, it was, it, it was almost like the, uh, you know, uh, the equivalent of like a 1992 hacksaw Jim Duggan. On the July 28th,
2: 1998 episode of raw, the oddities were reintroduced this time as baby faces by Sable. I saw pictures all over with Sable dancing with them. It was kind of funny. Oof. Yeah. On the internet, a, a blue former re-text. enemy of Vashon, who had discovered their fun-loving side and made them feel happy in spite <laughs> of their freakish appearances. Oh, I feel like it's a it's a you know a sideshow of the mask. Apparently, uh, where Oh, you're still beautiful. Um, <laughs> the same night, Golgo now turned into a fan of Eric Cartman defeated Mark Merrow, whom Sable was feuding with, <laughs> wow. and the group celebrated in the ring yeah. afterwards. You gotta love, you gotta love Mark Mero for just going along with it. right? Yeah, I mean, he does what the wife he, wants.
3: Yeah, yeah well, how go. much am I getting paid? Great, thank you.
2: Yeah. yeah, oh, she can be big. It's fine. She getting paid too? It's all good. Off screen, she'll never leave me. Pair, yeah, that one. <laughs> Brock has the, the right Golga is, for too soon, bro. Um,
3: <laughs> too soon. <laughs> Off screen, the idea forever. to pair
2: Sable with the oddities had been Vince McMahon's. The Oddities made their pay-per-view debut at SummerSlam 1998 under the new interest music performed live by insane clown posse who also started accompanying them to the ring and dancing energetically along with all of them before their match. So matches. real quick, and I know we've gone long on this, but
1: it just shows the whole thing about Russo was if he didn't have McMahon to kind of bring him back down to earth on a lot of things... Then you saw what happened. When he went to WCW, Russo couldn't keep it together. He only tried to book Sideshow shit. He didn't know what to do with main event guys because he had no Vince (laughs) McMahon to keep him in. Right there, Vince McMahon's idea was, hey, let's turn him face and bring Sable out to endorse them. And there you go. And Sable at the time was on fucking fire, by the way, in 98. So again, that perfectly explains the relationship. Russo did come up with a great idea. He's like, well, I guess, you know, we'll just do him heel mm-hmm. or whatever. We'll do this, or whatever. Let's get him, you know, the oddities thing, the whack pack, blah, blah, blah. And then Vince finally, after a while, was like, well, why don't we just bring Sable out and kind of endorse him? And they're going to be like this fun-loving, like, opening act for us.
4: Go all the way down to the floor. Yeah! Oh, yeah!
1: and like that's what so, Vince did that's what McMahon did for Russo and when Russo goes anywhere else, anywhere, he's terrible because he doesn't, yep. he only plays hey, oddities. Hey, uh... He only does oddity kind of storylines. And then yeah, he something was like that. He was Vic Venom. He wrote an article as a guy named Vic Venom in yeah, the WWF magazine. Right. And he was a heel writer in the magazine. So he, all, he always talked and praised the heels. And then finally, Vince put him on creative after a while because he start, He kept bothering Vince over and over again about, you need to change your thing. You need to flare. You need to hair. And he did do all that. Stuff. And so finally, Vince said, <laughs> Fine, fuck. And then so he had. I do it. He, just, I don't care. He would just throw a bunch of shit against the wall, which Vince loves. Well, and Vince would curb him and and tame him and calm him down. Sure. So Russo did Stearnate. have a point. He did have a spot. I'm not saying he didn't, but Vince Russo was not nearly as good as he thinks he is, and he's not. Well, nearly Pritchard as talks corving. about it
3: too. That that at some point, like like him and Jim Ross and and Jim Cornette got like pulled a like. Uh, well, There's too Cornette much going on. Jim Cornette
1: was old. Well, school, Jim Cornette, 70s and eighties. Yeah, Jim Cornette hates him. No, no,
3: but of course, but like, but that's. But I think Pritchard tells a story about like at some point, Jim Ross, Cornette, and and himself were having to do so much stuff that they there was a huge gap on creative, and yeah. he was helping out with it. And they're just like, just let Russo write. Yeah, just. Give them a little bit more responsibility, you know, and then basically that was
2: it. Well, we're gonna, but we're not gonna get into the spot, we're gonna rewind a little bit. We're gonna get into the varsity club with the NWA. That varsity club formed in the NWA's Jim Crocker. I instantly
1: regret putting them last right now because we had such juicy conversation with the oddities.
0: And (laughs) Jess, you know, this is gonna gonna gonna, be so 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 confusing with the uh,
2: varsity club, Jess. We can, we can edit that. We just move it, just move it. We're gonna end with Jess,
0: uh, um. Defending Kevin Sullivan in about 35 seconds.
3: <laughs> I, I don't think there's gonna, gonna be go no defense of Kevin Sullivan. Nope. No defense.
2: Seriously,
0: just move him. Just move him. The varsity club formed in the
2: NWA's Jim Crocker <laughs> promotions by Kevin Sullivan after he recruited Rick Steiner, who was University of Michigan's and Syracuse. What University Kevin
0: Sullivan did, if you really think about it, was put together. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let
0: me defend Sullivan for a second here. Uh,
1: <laughs> no
2: uh the group would wear and leather was jackets six who could wear that's original.
1: speedos like Kevin nobody else. Kevin thought it needed to happen here. no uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh!
2: Um,
0: fans didn't off. want knee pads. Fans hated um, knee pads.
3: They hate knee pads.
0: They're okay, like fans hated pads. guys. Now we
2: definitely can't fans hated guys, guys taller than five foot five. You could have made this super boring and moved it and made it sorry. a perfect episode, but now you're making it too funny and we can't move it. So <laughs> congratulations. Ahead, congratulations.
1: You're lacking. You're fucking the episode up, Dave. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Do
2: yes, it, you are. Dave. You go, are totally ruined. this go. For me. Totally ruin it because they would wear Letterman jackets of their respective alma maters and brag about their superiority to other wrestlers on the roster because of their amateur wrestling background. In Rotunda and Steiner's case, their claims were legitimate as they both wrestled in college, while Sullivan's claims were more of a matter of kayfabe, because guess what? <laughs> of course it was.
3: <laughs> well, look at look at that look at that picture behind Craig. You have University of Michigan, University of Syracuse, and then a weird trolley man University in of, a yeah in a yo. in a in a uh, I graduated you know, School like a, of hot Knocks. School no, of hot Knocks. <laughs> look <laughs> at my hood. Look at my I'm, purple, like my pirate suit. I'm
1: University, a piece of shit. Look at me in the Oh,
2: middle. no. Oh, no. I'm a it's, giant. Solder and Rotunda started to punish I'm the slow-witted Steiner no and K-Fade. No they <laughs> taunted him mercilessly. Steiner <laughs> began a slow face churn when he tried to save Sting from a beatdown by the Road Warriors, who churned on him after a match against the club. Oh, my God. Uh, St- oh my god here we go steiner finally reached his breaking point near the end of 1998 when he attacked rotunda churning face as a sympathetic underdog at Starcade of 1998 he received a match with rotunda for the television title hmm? all right despite being locked in a cage at ringside sullivan had an ace up his sleeve the ace was former opponent steve williams a university of oklahoma alumnus who had just joined the varsity club. No way Steve Williams was a University of Oklahoma alumnus, but whatever. Though Williams was unable to right prevent right. Steiner from winning. Jim Ross says so. The TV title. Yeah, my that's God. enough. My God, it must be true. His arrival signified
0: a major recruiting coup for All-American from University of Oklahoma. Yeah. my God. Member of the York Foundation, Stephen Williams.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and Williams.
1: Concentration is a key to success, Steiner, and it's something you can't do because you're too stupid. Real soon, I'm gonna get a chance to get my belt back, and I'll promise you this. I will. I'll beat you, and I'll get the title
2: back, pal. Legion of Doom, what's that mean to you? Look at my eyes. You see any fear? You see any fear in Dr. Death's eyes? It's real clear. Hawk, animal, I like to get beat on. We're going to get those massive bodies
4: of yours, and we're going to beat on you real good. You're the roughest.
3: You say you guys are the toughest? Let's see how rough. Let's see how tough you are. You want to snatch on danger, and you want to dine on death? You're going to dine on death. I'm
2: sorry. In early 1989, the group added University of Georgia's to stand Spivey. Woo! Oh, God, so Dangerous. Scary. Dance by me. Uh, to He's their thinking you're paying,
0: my God.
2: To dominate the promotion, this was an attempt to fill a power vacuum created by the disbanding of the Four Horsemen. The effort got off to a rocky start when Rotunda lost the television title to Sting on March 31st of 1989. On April 2nd of same year, at Clash of Champions 6, the combination of Williams and Rotunda were able to defeat the Warriors to win the NWA Tag Team Titles That is not true. There's no way that could have happened. That's ridiculous. Thanks to a fast count by referee Teddy Long. Of course, Teddy interfered and ruined the match. It totally makes sense. And then later in the night, Um, he put him in a match against The
1: Undertaker. Yeah. (laughs) Play
2: up. The club began to (laughs) uh, to to disintegrate (laughs) with the departures. He, he literally wrote, disintegrate with the departure. No. Say that 10 times fast, you guys you just do that for me. Of Williams and later Spivey, well, you who started you to work with Sid test. Vicious. It was fine. Who uh, started to work with Sid Vicious as did one go. of the skyscrapers. That was a great tag team. We talked about them. Check it out in our archives. This left Sullivan and Rotunda as the sole Varsity Club members, meaning this table was effectively finished. Right, because varsity Kevin club Sullivan was one half. Yeah, he's so good. The Varsity Club had a brief reformation in WCW in 1999 when Sullivan, Rotunda, and Steiner teamed together at Starrcade on December 19th of 1999. Uh, that was,
1: by the way, that was during WCW's Death Rattle. <laughs> like so, they're like, "Let's bring it back. It'll yeah, work. Like, we'll you know, do the, anything it." The so crowd, I was the, like, the, the fans will remember us. Bring back the Club, and they're like, "I guess at this point we're fucking done." Like, who cares?
2: AOL is like what? How much are we paying you again? What? I don't care. A O
1: L Time Warner is like, well, we're gonna fucking cancel this anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, yeah. I, I actually think that the the whole uh, the whole idea of the varsity club is actually was was completely and utterly misused. Like, I think it could have been a really cool idea, especially with the way that that NWA slash WCW talked about. The backgrounds of wrestlers, yeah, like, real was athletes, always talking yeah. about like, oh, they're mm. from, they were an all-American in the university. He was an all-American football player, you know, like that. There was a realism that that uh, that Jim Ross and 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 a lot of the announcers brought to yeah. uh, like NWA at that time. I felt like the varsity club was a cool idea. I, I mean, minus Kevin Sullivan, um, but like, <laughs> but like, if it had been, you know, uh, Rick Steiner. Mike Rotunda, Steve Williams. Later on, like if you know, it was still if 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 it still had been around, bringing in Scott Steiner, bringing in Dan Spivey, bringing in like that was actually kind of like like could have been a cool a very cool idea that could have blossomed given the given the right ideas. Now Kevin Sullivan being Booker at the time and like uh, when I'm putting himself in in there, obviously ruined it. But um, it didn't even ruin it. You had good talent and a good idea in in a promotion that wanted to promote that style of kayfabe so
1: yeah so you know uh ted turner bought wcw in 88 so by the time this faction came around they were still kind of trying to disguise themselves as like the NWA way and like the hardcore alternative to wwf but like really mm. if this faction came around in 1986 let's say Like, I think you have a way better success rate with it. I think they would have been used right because Crockett pushed real athletes. That was the whole monk year of, like, Crockett promotions from, like, 84 to 87 and 88 before they sold was, like, we're in, my God, look at the, hear the flesh slap, hear the, we don't pose, we don't do this. Like, it was a whole, that's what Crockett was. So if you have, like, the varsity club come around in 86 maybe. Like I think it would have been way more effective than in eighty nine whenever Turner already owned the promotion. You know, they were trying to I actually think it
3: it would have been a I actually think it would have been effective in in I agree in eighty six it would have been great, but I think it could have been effective in eighty nine and ninety two even if you had structured it right. Yeah.
1: Um, well, we're talking about if, if,
3: if I mean, if hurry. Kevin Sullivan, I mean, I like, you know, I, am going to put all of the 100% blame on Kevin Sullivan. If Kevin Sullivan is not the taskmaster or whatever, if you actually have like a, like a, like a legitimate, uh, manager in place, you actually can put together. I mean, I don't think, I, I don't know if I could have seen them with a, like a world champion, um, uh, in the in the ranks but you could have easily given them the tv title the u.s title and the tag team titles and made it made sense and actually ma- gave them a little yeah, bit of like strength dare I say, and like so momentum
1: in the wwf in 1997 they tried to turn jim ross heel or 96 sorry excuse me 96 remember when he brought the fake diesel and fake ramon or whatever like oh yeah back here like when you really think i'm fantasy booking at this point the best manager that they could have had was jim ross was Jim Ross. Jim Ross is always like, my God, this big athlete, this big motherfucker. Like, and he was always like in on it. Yeah. So, it's so You can funny. argue that he was. Mm-hmm. He is Ross an all-American. From- he
3: will take down yeah. any. I mean, yeah. So it's yeah. so funny that it, they turned Jim it,
1: Ross heel later, but really they should have turned him heel in 89, like when and had him manage the fucking varsity club.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: My God, look at this athlete. Kevin. Always Sullivan. big than his universities. He's so Sullivanine. He's got knee pads Sarasota pads, State had-
3: University. He's so strong; he doesn't need knee pads. He doesn't all need the protection other on his knees like all these other, all these other people that that, that are trying he to. He goes out himself.
2: first. Wrestles ninety-eight pounds. The only problem is four foot your one. Has to believe it. He's, every time we talk, <laughs> yeah, about yeah, all, it, all like, the other guys. Oh, he's like, look at
1: all it. these awards that Steiner won. Look at these awards, Williams and won. And look at Sullivan. Oh. And oh. Sullivan has he's he's wears four one. He's got hairs. And he's, let me tell you. For now.
2: He's got
0: hair for now. He's got boots. (laughs) He wears boots. He likes the devil, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) For audio
2: fans, give us a listen. Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. He's from Florida. Can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWB2019? Or on Facebook Meta at Our Wrestling He's Podcast. He's My God, what a 10. Hey, Jess, Craig, and Joe. We're signing off. Golden
3: Brown.
2: He never Have takes a, a bump.
3: Long golden
2: hair. Bye.
4: Bye.